So, uh, welcome again to um, another uh, teleseminar. Um, so, the plan is that uh, I'm going to talk a bit on today's topic, talk a bit a while, and share with you some of my thoughts about the topic for today, and then see if anybody has um, any questions, uh, anything you'd like to share. Um, um, about the topic or anything you'd like to share about your understanding of the principles. So you're all welcome to join in. And I'll do that about halfway through the teleseminar. And I'll remind you again, but to do that, you would hit uh, star two on your phone. And um, I'll see that uh, you want to share and then um, open it up for you. Uh, but I'll remind you about that when we get to it. Um, also, at the end today, I'll talk about how you can, everybody should be getting an email of the recording, and, but there's also a way to listen to it on my website. Okay, so, so we'll get started. And um, again, welcome to have all of you here. Just great to have the number of people that are showing up for these teleseminars. Um, so today I wanted to talk about, for me, what is probably one of the most important and valuable, um, oh, I guess, uh, implications or points uh, that uh, comes from the spiritual experience that Sidney Banks had. The principles, of course, are very important, but this other piece um, that all human beings have the knowledge the spiritual knowledge within them is a very important and valuable piece that really um, is the pivotal piece that could influence um, how mental health is looked at throughout, um, uh, you know, the, the countries. So I wanted to, to present this because it really um, was something that uh, I, I really saw right away that really changed things for me. So um, we're going to be talking about accessing the, the knowledge that we have within ourselves today of uh, the spiritual uh, knowledge of the principle. But I want to start with a story, and it's a story uh that uh, about me, but it's really not so much the story. It's about um, what it's pointing to. And this is the importance of today's topic, I think. And then, you know, you could share what you think about it as I open it up for people. But here's the thing. The reason I want to talk about it with me is because of the, the, uh, the, the value of, um, of what Sydney Banks, Sydney Banks has shared with us. So, in all of my um, education for the doctorate in clinical psychology, I was introduced to uh, many, many approaches uh, that were out there at the time uh, of, uh, to help people. Now, every approach had like a leader, you know, the person who um, created the approach. Like, you know, Freud with psychoanalysis, uh, Carl Rogers with uh, Rogerian therapy, you know, things like that. That's what I mean. So um, 
in my education, I was trained in these approaches. And also when I went through my fellowship training and all, I was uh, um, introduced to many other approaches to helping people, right? And everybody had a person that created it. Uh, at the time I was going through my fellowship in San Francisco, California, here in the States, um, at that time, in 75 and 76, you could find many uh, leaders of different approaches uh, having uh, uh, nighttime talks or seminars, and so it was readily available. Um, and so I went to work and uh, used my uh, training of these approaches, and, and it helped people. You know, it helped people. But to tell you the truth, all the way along in all of my education, I had this sense um, that we were more than these ideas, that there was something more about ourselves as human beings. And I didn't know what that was. I just had a sense that um, although all of these approaches were helpful, there was something that, um, I don't know, wasn't spoken to. And it all did, we did good work with these approaches and so forth, but there was something I felt missing, but I didn't know what, what that could be. And so, um, as I've said in many of the webinars I've been a part of and, and so forth, uh, you know, I was looking for something to, uh, to help myself and came to a Sydney Banks, was invited to a Sydney Banks, uh, seminar. And I've shared the insights that I saw that evening. But the other part to it that I want to speak to today, and this is why I'm telling the story, um, that was really powerful and is still powerful today, is that um, Sydney Banks, here's a, a person that I'm thinking, here's another person leading or uh, talking about something he created. But he said it has nothing to do with him. And that hit me like, wow, no other uh, person who was developing an approach to help people said that, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> nothing to do with them. Uh, you had to learn their method, right? You had to learn their way. Even life coaching today, you have to learn their way. But Sid was adamant that it had nothing to do with him. And then he was, he pointed to everyone, every human being has the knowledge within them at this very moment that he tapped into. And this is really powerful because no one uh, who is talking about any way that people can find well-being or mental health or whatever it is, had talked this way before. And um, that really hit me. And that changed me. And it stopped me. It was one of the reasons that I just stopped using any approach I had learned because it wasn't about that. It was trying to find some way to talk to people about this understanding that would allow their knowledge to come to them through insights and realizations. And this is a very important shift 
it's a very important shift because even today um, in, you know, popular programs that interview people who have come up with another way for, for people to find help, you see it's about the person. And that's all good. I mean, it's good. People have had an insight and they're creating a uh, an approach out of it. Um, but you don't hear, don't pay attention to me. Don't listen to my words. It has nothing to do with me. You already have it. You don't hear that. And I heard that the first night I was listening to Sidney Banks. And I wanted to share that today, that piece, because for all of us, that's the powerful understanding to grasp, in addition to the knowledge itself, these these principles. But to really, really get that you have everything in you, in your consciousness right now, that you're looking for, that would lead to happiness, contentment, you know, well-being, good relationships, fun, enjoyment, all of that you already hold within you is an amazing, amazing truth. I mean, I'm still uh, reflecting and learning about that because there's really not a way to get there, huh? It's spiritual knowledge. It's spiritual information, it, meaning that it's formless. And it can, it, you have it, and yet it will form within you um, as you are blessed to look in that direction. Yeah, so uh again so so isn't that awesome? I mean really that you have everything you're looking for. <coughs> Excuse me. And there's a story um about Sid, you know, when he was um uh, when all the people were coming to Salt Spring Island where Sid lived and started to talk about his understanding and people would get off the ferry, you have to take a ferry from Vancouver or Victoria or somewhere into Salt Spring Island in British Columbia. And when like 50 people, 100 people would get off looking for him or for something that they heard was on Salt Spring Island, he would tell them to go home. And he would tell them, I have really nothing for you. You have it all within you. So I'm not saying whether or not that's a good thing to be doing, you know, but I'm just saying it to tell you um, how much he knew. It had nothing to do with him as Sidney Banks. As Sidney Banks, this person, he wasn't forming an approach to helping people at all. He was just sharing purely from uh, this knowledge as it arose in him at a time when he was sharing it uh, and in the hopes that it would awaken knowledge that already existed in his in the people that were there. Um, so this is a biggie and I just wanted to use a teleseminar to keep pointing to this together because you know um, it's 
pretty easy to live in our world and grow up in our world and keep looking outside of ourselves to to find that that feeling or something we're looking for that could help us find you know help us uh, uh, feel better than we might be feeling or have give us some wisdom about how to live life where we're uh, not arguing so much or bothered so much or jealous or envious or whatever it could be, right? And um, here it is all the time within us. And Sid said that, you know, God played a joke on uh, on human beings in the sense that he put it in the only place that they would never look. You know, the wisdom they're looking for is in the only place they'd never look, and that's inside themselves. But it isn't inside your physical self. It isn't inside of uh, you, like Mark Howard or whoever you are on the call. It's inside deep in your consciousness, in this uh, connection, you, this part that this that you are part of mine. It's there. And can be realized it can be realized but you have to start believing it's there i mean that's the important thing is to really begin to believe that this is true and maybe that's one way of what i meant by um accessing it you you really do have to begin to believe that it is true that you have the intelligence of life within you you have the intelligence before the universe within you you have um, the solutions to whatever you think are problems for you within you, looking within. And so that's very, very powerful to know that. It's not easy in the sense that um, there's no real direct way that you do this and you'll get it. But one sure way is to begin to, to look there with the belief that you have it. Um, and and look, for, keep an eye on it. Listen for, listen for it. You know, uh, he would talk about it as um, the spiritual understanding or wisdom, and then we took it out from there and talked about it as you may have heard it as innate health, as innate wisdom. Um, but it's just our way to try to point to the fact that. You have everything that, all the knowledge you're looking for, for self-worth, having good relations, being happy, and so forth, already within you. How to realize this true nature is uh, what we're about here. Um, And so I think that's awesome. I think it's powerful, and it changes things. If every human being already has the knowledge to be living in well-being, contentment, love, and understanding already in them, then we shouldn't be working at uh, teaching them how to, <clears throat> how to think better, you see, or we shouldn't be analyzing their psyche. Uh, it's not, it's not going to lead to this. It it won't lead to anything in terms of people realizing the knowledge in their consciousness. The job really is to find some way to keep pointing that out to people in whatever way we can. And one of the ways 
is to try to share with people what we have seen about this understanding. So when I heard this, I did not have to find another um, another person who has created an approach. I did not have to find any anything like that ever again, and I and I haven't. There's no reason to do that. Sure, there's grains of truths in uh, in some of the in the people that have developed uh, approaches to coaching or mental health treatment or understanding addictions. You know, there's grains of truth in that, but it's not coming from that person saying it has nothing to do with me. It's more about this is their approach, and you have to find training to get to do their approach but you don't have to do any training you don't have to do any training because it already exists in you and that's why I've talked to a lot of the three principles coaches that I mentor and say whatever it is you see what whatever it is you have seen in the principles share it because the minute you share it you're coming from this source this source not you it's you share it from that feeling in you for this. And that um, that then you're coming from this spiritual energy, you see. And that's all you need to do. And that's all you need to do in living your life. But like uh, like all of us, being human, what gets in the way of you seeing more of this is just your beliefs. Just our beliefs about how life works, um, ideas about ourselves, assumptions we've made about other people and ourselves. They kind of fix us into um, kind of a habit pattern of looking out into our lives each day and um, thinking about ourselves in the same old way. You know, it reminds me, I think I've shared it with you before, uh, so I'll make it brief and it's in it's in some of my teleseminars and in some of the webinars I've made. But, you know, it has to do with that 85-year-old woman who came to see me who didn't no longer wanted to be depressed. And I asked her, well, when are, are you ever happy? She said, yeah, I'm happy when I wake up in the morning. And then I said, well, what happens to that? She said, well, when my feet hit the slippers, I remember I'm depressed. So that's what's in our ways. Right, that's what's in our way of that happiness she felt when there was nothing on her mind, for example, you know. Uh, What got in her way were her beliefs. She put them on again, like a a good overcoat or a good pair of shoes, you know. (laughs) She put them on again, and again, as thought and consciousness works, the minute you put them on, you're living in that reality. It looks true to you. But but all we need to do is recognize that we get in our own way with our beliefs and assumptions and opinions. And it's not really to work at not having those. It's going to be impossible to not have uh, your usual thoughts or beliefs or whatever. It's about knowing that they're in the way. It's really getting a knowing that they're in the way of you manifesting more of your true self, the not the spiritual knowledge you were born with, 
that you have right now. And that's the way to kind of look at it, that there's nothing wrong in that our thinking gets in the way. It will have to. That's how uh, in the human condition we get handed these thoughts, you know, or we make them up. But it's not about um, uh, working at getting rid of them. It's just seeing that they're in your way. And the other part is to begin to really believe you are mine, that you are part of the spiritual intelligence, that it is working through you, that you have it already. And that's the biggie. So when that first night I was listening to Sydney Banks and I had those other insights I've talked with you about around thought and emotions and so forth, but I also saw this and it woke it up in me the hope, the deep hope that uh, I didn't have to, I didn't have to look outside of myself. Now I didn't know how to look inside myself. I mean, I didn't know that. And, so what I followed was the realization I had about how thought creates my feelings, and that helped me see more and more. But I stopped um, thinking I didn't have it. I think that's probably the power of realizing that you have the knowledge uh, uh, within you, and that no one, no living being has any less of it. Um, but but how it uh, helps is just knowing that it's in you. And that protected me from looking outside for it. It didn't matter to me um, that I didn't know how to access more of it um, because I knew I had it. And if I kept at the understanding of the principles, I probably see more of it. Now, here's the funny thing, and I think it's the same for all of you as well that are on the teleseminar today. Today, don't you realize? Don't don't you know that? Don't you have a sense that through your life you've heard wisdom? I'm sure you have. You know, in many different ways, and um, that's the knowledge appearing. Through you, it's coming through you. Uh, through thought, of course, thought and consciousness, it must come through that way. So, what do you look for? Again, you look to Sidney Banks. He he guides us. He tells us, look, look to um, look to that feeling. Look to the feeling. And what's the feeling? The feeling is that little moment of peace or of contentment or just being happy uh, or joyful. I was talking to someone I'm mentoring and he's going to do his first three principles event. And he was talking a bit about, about it and he had some funny things. There was some humor that was coming up from him. And I said, that's where you've got to stay. you got to stay in that feeling. And he says, well, I am that way. I'm not that's the kind of person I am when I go uh, have dinner with people or when I go out socially, I find that I'm funny. And I said, well, that's the feeling you want to be in when you share, you know. Not being funny about the principles, but being in the spirit of humor, which is this feeling. 
It's a manifestation of this deeper feeling. So in those in those feelings, um, that's telling you you've, you're 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 finding that knowledge. You see, because if you truly are in those feelings, you're not thinking a lot about yourself, really. You're not, and that's one of the ways that makes it easy to um, hear this deeper essence, this deeper knowledge. And it may be a simple thing like, you know, um, you know, don't you think it's time to cut the grass, you know, or, you know, do a chore or help out? It may be something like that, a generosity. Uh, or it could be just a deeper insight into, uh, you know, living closer to people, living more connected with people, living closer to the person you're in a love relationship with. So it's all there. It's all there. Again, it just strikes me funny, but it is. It, it makes sense, doesn't it? If if you were, um, if I was still living like I did before I heard Sydney Banks, workshops that I hear about would be interesting to me. I would say, well, there's some some way that I can get uh, to, to get to be a better person. So, you know, I've told you that I get mailings because. I have to continue my education and there's so many mailings about, you know, compassion. Learn about the, the learn, you know, three day workshop on compassion. And um, what's so beautiful and powerful about knowing you have the knowledge within you is that you already have it. You already have it. You don't need a workshop. You know, you just got to get out of your way. You know, get out of the way of that knowledge. And one way of getting out of the way of that knowledge is to um, help yourself uh, look away from the the thinking that's got you um, um, getting into, you know, anger or fear or uh, low self-worth or self-critic. You know, look away from that. Wipe the slate clean. Um and you'll be in it immediately. So I, um, I just wanted to again um, give some time talking to this. There's more I could say, but I just wanted to check in with people, as I do for those of you who've been on the call with me, and some people that are that are new. I just want to check in because I really want these teleseminars to be kind of like interactive to hear from what you've seen or hear your questions um, and not just me uh, doing a, a presentation for the whole time. That's okay. I mean, if you have nothing at the time that you'd like to share or any questions, that's okay. But if you, right now, I'm just going to check in with you. So if you have a question or you want to share something, um, um, hit star two on your phone, star two on your phone, and I will see that, and then I'll invite you to share. Okay, so... um, 
what I have here as a name is Robert. Is that Robert? In Woodbury, New Jersey? Oh, I'm sorry. Margaret. Uh, did the, oh, Margaret. Hi, Margaret. Um, yes. I forgot to unmute you. <laughs> oh, oh, um, oh, okay. <laughs> hi, Margaret. Hi. Hi, Mark. I um, I just have started to listen to these these telecasts the last month, um, and I just want to say I can't even tell you. I've been I've been listening to the principles since last April, and um, somebody pointed me toward them, and I never looked back. Thank God. Um, oh, wonderful. Never looked yeah. back. Yeah. But um, I I can really see now, like listening to uh, pointing myself toward the one on contentment or, you know, the one on love is all the answer. And, you know, and today, like listening to like, you know, I'm starting to see my thoughts just get in the way. You know, my thoughts just get in the way and, you know, look away from these things. I mean, these things are all things that are really, you know, I I listen a lot. I have to say, since I've been listening to it, I, I listen a lot. I'll turn it on you know, when I go to bed or something and, and, and just listen, it, it's very calming. And I can see that, you know, like I, I did the S training many, many years ago. Like I heard you talk about that. Just been a searcher all my life. And nothing I could get would really, you know, calm my thinking down, you know, as hard as I tried. I nothing. And I can just see that, um, I'm finding that contentment. I had some eating problems. Uh, I, I can see now that they just seem to be little by little falling away. I'm not having to work so hard on it. You know, I, I never gained, yeah, you know, yeah. like ton, tons or anything, but it was always on my mind. You know, it was always, yeah, and it was just always very difficult. And I was thinking, I it just seems like little by little, it's it's like falling away. So, I guess that's just what I want to say. It's just really helping, and I've been wanting to tell you that it's really helping me a lot. And I, I can tell that I'm less judgmental for sure. Um, I, I, uh, you know, like just stay in the conversation and just keep pointing myself toward um, the contentment. And then when I see that I'm not, like you're saying, it's like a GPS when I look at my feeling, you know, then I just know my thinking is in the way, I, you know, or, yeah. you know, that. So um, it's helping. That's all I, I wanted to let you know that. Oh, Margaret, thank you so much. Um, I loved what you said. I love that you could, uh, you know, for people on the call, you, I think you could see the feeling that Margaret's in and that's, that's what I'm talking about, that kind of feeling. And Margaret, I love um, the the way you said it, that you never look back. And um, I think that describes really nicely the experience I had and what I'm trying to point to today, that when I really, really heard Sidney Banks say it had nothing to do with him, it wasn't the words that you that every human being has it within them. I never looked back. I never looked at another uh, approach. It didn't make sense mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. you know, I looked in me to find more. 
I listened to Sidney just so I could understand more. Uh, but I didn't look to him as I had to learn his method. He never had a method. You know, he would like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he had no method. He wasn't teaching a method. He would always say that, you know, he always say, and then I said, well, said, how can I help my client see this more? I was, Give me some way. He goes, there's no way. You just talk to them about what you've seen, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Never look back. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and then things start to just shift, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you noticed you were less judgmental, you know, uh, and and you look for contentment. And you started to see that the only thing in your way is your thinking. Not in a judgmental way, you know, because mm-hmm. our thinking is always going to be in the way. We, we, we're always creating thought. So, but, but, but it helps. Like, I love, I also love the GPS. It, it, it's nice to have a GPS. And the GPS is the understanding of the principles. Because mm-hmm. you, you will see, oh my God, you know, um, I'm heading in the wrong direction. And then you go look back inside yourself. Uh, and so thank you so much for sharing that. It was, um, it was really some, some beautiful points. Oh, thank you. So, and thank you so much for these uh, webinars. They're, they're really, really, really helpful. Oh, you're welcome. Bye. Well, stay online. Stay online. <laughs> um, so anybody else want to share? Uh, just hit star two. Any other people have any thoughts to share? Or um, Well, you know, it, it's free to... Um, to raise, really what happens when you do um, a star two, your hand, a hand raises. So I know you want to say something. So uh, I'm going to talk a little more. And if something comes to mind for you, you can go ahead and hit star two. And then, um, you know, when I'm done, whatever, what I'm sharing, I'll come back and, um, uh, you know, give you room to share. So you can do star two at any time now. Um, uh but, you know, um, I just wanted to uh, today uh, speak about our essence in a little different way and uh, and talk about it as knowledge, you know. And, I mean, we're putting words to um, this formless essence that that is there, that we are, actually, that we are, that um gives us so much uh way beyond what we can imagine and so um one way of looking at accessing it um and i heard this uh again from a, a sydney banks recording so uh, if you could keep going back to what you've got of sydney banks or um other dvds about him that you see uh, you'll hear this too. But what I heard was um, you have to stop uh, looking at it through your beliefs. I, he didn't say it quite like that, but you have to, oh, I, I know, it's something about you have to start questioning your beliefs of how things work. And um, and get yourself some distance from your ideas about 
how things work. And I like that, you know, I like that because I have a lot of beliefs about how to go about things, you know, and really if I could get away from some of those, um, I get something different. I get something deeper. I get something easier. Um, I get something in a nice feeling. Um, and, and it's another way of looking at, um, how our own thinking gets in our way because it's just our beliefs. Um, I was, I was doing a webinar for someone who is, uh, providing coaching for three principles and they asked, he, he's starting a men's group and he asked me to talk about, uh, that idea of, you know, what could be helpful to men. And, and I, the reason I'm only bringing this up is because, you know, when I grew up, I, I, I was given beliefs innocently, you know, like I was taught different ways of how to be a man, you know, from my family, uh, friends, uh, whatever. I picked it up different ways. And so in relationships, it came to me and, you know, playing sports and all of that, you know, be tough, all those kinds of things, right? Uh, when I grew up. And so that's where I talk about it, you know, where I learned that, you know, I was really um, going about relationships in terms of my ways, the way to go about it, you know, and always trying to argue another person's way is wrong. Well, that was a fixed belief. And it was getting in my way. I didn't know it because it looked like the truth of the matter to me, you know. But when I woke up with this understanding of the principles and realized that's just a thought. That's just an idea. It's just a belief somebody passed on to me that, you know, to be a man, you're right, you know. Um, and so I could start to look away from that. And I looked away from that. And then what this knowledge in me gave me was, why don't you try to understand the other person's way? So that's how it came to me. Uh, so I'm looking at, I got to let go of this belief that my way is the right way. And I start to just live in there, live in that consciousness of not, um, not embracing that belief. And then other things came in. And, um, and so things came in, even in my relationship to my wife, that I have used for 33 years in helping couples find this. A lot of ways that, and it's come to me because as I got away from my beliefs about how to be in a relationship, this true knowledge came in that allowed me to be in a way in a relationship that deepened it, that that found more and more of the love that was already there. And um, so, I mean, it's so readily available to come to you in the way you need it. So just like this woman, this 85-year-old woman who's looking at depression, um, the wisdom showed up for her getting help to be happier. So it didn't come to her at that point anyhow 
to um, you know to to look at how to express herself in a job. It came to her about how to find happiness, and it came spontaneously as we just looked a little bit outside of her usual beliefs, which were, "I'm a depressed person, I was a bad wife, I don't have friends." And when we looked outside of that, after she shared that with me, we looked outside of that. She got knowledge. She saw, oh my God, that's that's the only way I was keep. That's how I was keeping alive my depression. Oh wow, I could be happy just by, you know, just letting that in. So. But but I guess the again the point of, of bringing her into the picture here is that uh, when you put aside your beliefs, in comes this knowledge right for you, so right for you. I've shared many stories on my teleseminars and so forth. How's that come up? It's come up as a uh, as a kind of guidance to apologize. It's come up as um, a way to create um, a working environment for my team. It's come up to tell, to, to help me work with my team. You know, it, I didn't take uh, three principles workshops on how to, how to manage a team, but the understanding I had helped me. And one of the things that came up for me, <coughs> excuse me, was that, Part of my responsibility was to help the state of mind that my team was in. And that isn't in any, um, you know, that wasn't out there in any of the, excuse me, I'm sorry, seminars I went to with Sidney Banks. He would just talk spiritually. And I would absorb that and <clears throat> I would leave and I would feel like Margaret was saying more of that feeling of things just went away judgments and critical thinking. And then um, when I went into the role of managing this team, it just occurred to me, I've got to speak to their state of mind. I've got to take care of that. If I wanted a team that worked well together and we had a climate of generosity and compassion for one another, uh, I had to speak to their states of mind. And in other words, take care of it. Not be a leader that would get them more insecure. That's one way of how it worked out practically. If I had something that I knew I had to present to them that would get them insecure, I would find ways to share it with them where I would minimize that. Another thing I saw, and you know, this may be common sense to a lot of people, but another thing I saw was that I would never ask them to do work I wouldn't do. So um, every work that they did, seeing clients and patients, uh, taking care of urgent situations, all kinds of things that you had to do in that role, I did a part of. Um, and so that's, I mean, like other people may not, may see it another way, you know, but that's how, I'm just telling you examples of how as you move your, as you, as you free up from some of your beliefs, this knowledge will come in and help you. Of course, um, there's also the knowledge of life, right? There's the knowledge of these deeper 
uh, principles of seeing them more. Uh, you know, that's always there too. Um, but I was just telling you kind of practical ways it comes out for people in life. Uh, I think Margaret said it. I can't remember exactly how she put it. Um, oh, yeah. She said something about now that she's in, she stays in the conversation more. Like she stays in there with people more rather than, I don't know, get reactive or judge. I'm making it up. I don't know what, what happened to Margaret. But it's it's her way of saying it's her way, and I'm saying it in a different way, that it allows you to just see more and be more available um, in life. Well, I'm talking a lot. Just, I would love to hear from you as, you know, we've got a, a few more minutes here before we come to the end of the teleseminar. And any thoughts or questions people are having, again, hit star two, and uh, I'll see that. Um, okay. Uh, Fred? Yeah, hi, Dr. Howard. Hi, Fred. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. I, I sure enjoy your teleseminars, and I just wanted to, like, there's something that's on my mind. It's always been on my mind here when it's been, as uh, you know, it's been 35 years that I've been exposed to this, and I just uh, I've gotten so much out of it. So I want to, you know, start out by saying that that there's so much that uh, you know I just my life has changed. So it's it's just been so valuable, and uh, you were a piece of that. So thank you for that. But something that gets in my way, I just see it as uh, something that uh, kind of strikes me every time I look at the principles is the first letter, and that's mind. And I know Sid didn't really want to get into mind, but, um, you know, I just, you made a comment. You know, everything you've said is just, uh, is just kind of resounds within me full, full score. But there's a piece here that uh, is the deep, deeper part in its mind. And the thing I've heard over time has been, uh, you know, it's like the sea, you know, and you're a wave in the sea, and, and, and so we're all a part of the sea, and, and so we're mind, we're mind, okay? And from the beginning, in fact, I went to a um, person who teaches this who's a Catholic, and, and I, I'm, you know, Catholic has nothing to do with this other than the fact that there's the, the base, uh, you know, God or the source. Um, and, and you said uh, something that has come out of, um, various teachers' mouths that, that you are mind, and it kind of says that um, you know I, I always go back when I hear that I go back to a teaching that I had in college, which is Aristotle's the prime mover. You know, there's there's a there's something that started all this, and it's not me. And when I say when the the word that says you are mind suggests that we all are a part of this but uh, to me uh -huh. it's a there's a significant base difference between me being i mean it kind of can translate that that i am god uh -huh. and uh -huh. i just you know i have I, something in my guts i take exception to that but you know i i uh -huh. see that i'm a part of this like a tree and the flowers that come off the tree yeah but, but being the root system and being the source is something different for me personally, and I can't get around that. But when 
said you are mind and that we are just we all make up and we are you know translating that to we are god or we are the source it's uh i just can't get around that so i'd like to hear something about those comments please okay fred thank you so much for sharing that and uh again love uh a connection with you that we have had for such a long time um okay let's start let's start with uh sid says this uh he said this i think in the long beach uh lecture series but he has said this in audio tapes he says uh this is the thing to get you are god but god you are not and that's the piece to see because see you are a part of of god and it's not that see and this is the power of of what we what he's called mind and he's always said it's god you are a part of god but you are not god and that is very important i don't really get it completely but it speaks to what you're seeing fred but what you don't want to dismiss is that you are a part of God. You are God, but you are not God. And the reason for that importance is that you're not looking outside of yourself for anything more. You are it. But you have the respect to know you are not all, but you are, you see? Now, at our level at least mine, I'll say me, at my level of understanding, my level of consciousness, I could say that knowing that I am part of God. But I don't know what that means, that I am God, but God I am not. I just have a respect that there's something, this huge spiritual energy, I'm just a little part, I'm a piece of sand that is still that. I'm still that. Now, the reason you want to reflect on that is because that's where you have all of your intelligence. You don't have any less intelligence than God. But you are not God. You are a part of God. That's what I mean when I say we are a part of mind. All of us are. But we're not mind. But we are a part of mind come to life. It it manifests. It says mind is manifesting all the time. It's manifesting in form, in us, who we are. But we are that. He says we are what we're looking for. Now, Now, in Catholicism, they have love right. And they have God right. But they have it where it's not you. But you are it. But you're not God. You're God, but not. But you're not God. And that, to me, is a paradox that I don't have the level of understanding or consciousness to say more to you than that. But I do have the feeling that I am mind. I am God. You have all in you. That's what I was talking about today. That's what I mean by the knowledge. You have co- the complete knowledge 
of um, the intelligence of life. So uh, that's how to hold it. See, that's how to hold it. And uh, and I have the hum humility that I am part of mind, but I am not mind. You know, there's more here than I can see. But you don't want to lose that you're part of it because if you lose that you're part of it, then you lose some of the wisdom that you have been born with. You have you lose some of the wisdom you were brought in that you had as you came into life. Um, but Sid says, you know, don't get um, don't go on an ego trip about it because you're just a grain of sand. <laughs> you may be part of mine, but you know, you're just a grain of sand. You know. But still, you've got to really get the feeling that you are mine. With that feeling comes peace, uh, this contentment, and listening for the guidance. Who else is it coming from? through if it's not coming through you? So, Fred, thank you so much for, for sharing that, Fred. And I hope that helps. And we'll keep talking to this over the teleseminars. You know, bring this up again. Uh, but I want to go to one more person. And Fred, thank you again for um, your your uh, sense of appreciation for the teleseminars and um, for us knowing each other for so long. Okay, one more person, and then we'll we'll bring the the teleseminar to a close. It's uh, is it Kana in Toronto? Hi. Yes, Arvin. Um, uh, hi, uh, Mark. Um, hi. Yeah, I came across the understanding of three principles um, last March. And, yes. Uh, I've been having a lot of insights and a um, lot of changes in myself. And I I try to um, share what happened to me. And it always comes to um, me trying to explain it uh, logically. Um, which uh, um, other people uh, misunderstand or feel like they understand already, but I I know for sure that um, the person who is listening um, not um, hearing uh, what I am um, trying to point to. So my uh-huh. how um, you know if I am um, talking to friends and family. Um, would I should I uh, try to explain it logically what my understanding is or um, what happened to me and that's pretty much it. Well, well, thank you so much uh, about that question. It's beautiful, and I'm I'm glad that you're um, having insights and seeing things. Um, I think to start out with sharing with friends or family, I think you want to you, you want to be aware of two things. First of all, you really want to have permission to share. Okay, that's that's really important. But I want you. But what you want to do is share what happened to you. You you don't want to. This is not something that people can get logically. So if you go to try to share logically, you lose um, you lose some of your connection to the feeling of what happened to you. Mm-hmm. 
So when I started to talk to people, I told people what I saw. And uh, I said to people, I just saw how thought creates my feelings. I just saw that I make up my feelings. And um, I didn't try to explain it logically, you know. People say, well, what does that mean? I said, well, I don't know much more. But I just saw this and it's helping me because it's helping me because I see that um, uh, when I get angry, it's just coming from my thoughts. And that helps me uh, short circuit it. So, so, so I just share, I ju- just share what happened to you. Have, per- but, but make sure that it's okay with people for you to share this, you know. That's very important because if you have their permission, then, then they'll listen more. Mm-hmm. Um, you see, they'll listen more. But don't try to share it logically because you can't understand this logically. So share what happened to you share your insight share from the feeling of your insights talk about it like that and maybe tell people how it's helped you rather than try to um make it clearer for people share what what you've seen and then tell people how it helped you now i i do a whole program on helping people share it more. Mm-hmm. So I've just given you a little bit here, um, you know, but I think that will help you is if you could just uh, just share what happened to you, let, uh, ask them if it's okay with them, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, um, uh, and t- tell them how it's helped you. Like, wh- what are you doing that's better for you now than you used to? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you for your question. Thanks for being on the call. And uh, I love that you're seeing things by uh, fi- finding these principles. Nice, nice to meet you on the call. Well, okay, everybody. Um, another wonderful call here together. And uh, thanks for people who share. I just love it. Don't you all love it that um, you can hear the feeling in people, can't you, when they're sharing? And that's really what the principles come from, is that feeling. Well, it's been great to be with you again. Um, We will be um, emailing out this recording. Uh, And again, you can also get the recording on my website, www. Uh, three principles institute.org um, or you can drop me an email at dr doctor dr mark m-a-r-k howard at comcast.net okay everyone have a good rest of the month talk with you in april bye The conference is now completed. Goodbye. Welcome to the conference.